of all, I just have to say, I'm so happy to meet you because, you know, your mural is such a big part for me visually of the film and the feeling of the film. I think you can instantly get this idea, if you didn't already, that this is such a deep community and it has like coal mining tradition. And um, so I just thought it was very beautiful. Um, when did you make that mural? It was 2001 to 2003. Um, it, I was just newly divorced and needed money. <laughs> and somebody told, my friend told me about it. So I applied at Rural Action and uh, I was so happy to get it. I got some money down and, whew, you know, taking care of two little girls. And so yeah. it, it was, um, it was a godsend. So, That's wonderful. So there yeah. you were with two kids, a new divorce. <laughs> How did you come to Gloucester? Like, do you live around there? I live about a half an hour away. Uh, I live west of Athens. Gloucester's kind of north of Athens. And so I drove every day when it wasn't raining. But it, it, it was a pretty intense project in that they had planned it for a building and so I planned to paint on a brick building about four or five faces in a train. And the postmaster wanted his new post office there. So he wanted that building down. And uh, so they signed me up for this long building. And when I looked at it, I, I, I was thirsty to paint something that big. You know, I love painting big. And so... I just said, yeah, that looks great, you know, but I wasn't thinking for about the money. I wasn't getting that much money, and, right. but I had a, you know, I had a desire to just paint big. Sure. And, and then when I met all the people, we had a lot of town meetings at Real Action and I got to see a lot of photographs, mining photographs. I got to interview people in their porches and beauty shops and, um, to design it, I had to have a good feel for the town. So after meeting so many people, and it was just like uh, the guy with the ice cream cone paid for kids' prom dresses and shoes. The guy, other guy, the grumpy guy on the mural, he was, um, oh, what was his name? I'd have to, I don't remember all the names, but um, he gave um, gas to the miners, like on credit until they wow. got paid and uh and then there was a doctor who just charged very little and he actually came by while i was painting the mural he had cancer on his nose and he just sat and told me how many births he how many twins he birthed how many triplets how many and and uh he said if a doctor charges more than 25 dollars in a, uh, a visit it's highway robbery and oh my gosh yeah, he, he, he lived around the corner in a really poor little apartment. So it um, it just blew me away, the amount of, uh, I guess, integrity and love they had for one another. And that really was, um, I wanted to portray that. And the, the lady I sent you, Ida Mae Stoneburner, well, she was about 90 when I, that was her high school graduation picture. I think I wow. worked for her. Yeah. And I met her in her home and, uh, and Ida Mae was, um, 
she she was the one who saved the train station and the building that they tore down. She and all these quilters quilted to pay for they they quilted for people in order to pay for the roofs that saved the buildings. So yeah. so that's what she she and her sister the, I think her sister's holding the quilt behind her and oh, um, so and then there were um it was supposed to be about five or six people and a train but when i got that long mural i started thinking well why couldn't it be all kinds of people and the more i interviewed the more i saw a variety um, it must have been so interesting for people there watching you paint over time and well, coming by and yeah, a lot of people didn't want to come out. To, uh, they didn't want to speak up until they saw what was happening. And once they saw Ida May go, I painted her first because she's the picture is so beautiful. And people honk. Truckers would honk. <laughs> it was really fascinating as I was painting the mural. Well, sometimes people helped me paint too. I had a lot of kids paint under paintings and. Uh, really. But, yeah it was really fun yeah that was like was this kind of a therapeutic experience well it it gave me it was hard because i didn't get to be with my daughters they were five years old i put oh. them in the mural they're in the picture oh. uh there's me with the girls uh, i see them so you have twins yeah i have twins and they had oh. baskets with their black cats in them. <laughs> i love it and you're talking to the conductor and the conductor was the guy who owned the building. I just tried to use all the people at, that I could, that I met. And so the conductor was the guy that owned the tire shop. And he was sort of, oh, he was kind of rough. He was, he swore a lot. <laughs> and, and there was a man who, who wanted his father on the mural. And his father okay. was a magician. His father was a magician. So he did his own painting and and bolted it to behind the trees there. So it had this big magician sticking up on the top. And Gene Rushing, the train, the guy who owned the building, came out and said, "Terry, that looks like a piece of dog shit. Will you please, <laughs> will you please do paint him on the mural?" I was told not to paint any more people because people started coming up to me and saying, would you paint my dad on the mural? Would you paint my, you know, he should be on Aww. the mural. But it, it, and I realized it was just, oh my God, this is, there's, I think, 40 some portraits on the mural. So well, you got the magician in there. Yeah. So I painted and him in. Who's the woman? Is she an African-American nurse? Yes. Maddie Morris. Um, Maddie Morris, I met her. It was the most amazing time. I went in her home and she pulled out photo. I mean, this town was a boom town. They had a, an entire Italian section. They had a black section. They, and she pulled out photographs wow. of little black girls in tutus in dancing class. Wow. There were, it was a huge dancing class. And I just couldn't believe it. I mean, there, I wished I would have had photographs of that. She was a nurse and well thought of. I thought of this one woman I interviewed when I heard your uh, video last night. Um, 
she told me she was sort of, she married a guy, I think it was, she married a guy and he kept her in a hotel room and she couldn't get out or see her family or anything. And she finally got a letter to a mailman and the mailman took it to her mom and her dad came and took her and brought her home. And then that guy that had her, I don't know if they married or what, but he came with a shotgun to get her back. And her mom, she said her, her mom stood on the porch with a gun and said, get out of here. You know, you're not, you know, so, so I, I started hearing the, you know, that was the one she was probably 80 years old. She, um, she told me her story. Um, it but, sounds like her dad, the mailman, and then her dad saved her life and her mom. Yeah. Yep. That's what it sounds like. Wow. So that sounds like that was trafficking. I'm sure, you know, I don't know what he was doing oh, her yeah. in the hotel room, but there's certainly signs of it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to the name. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, you and I were talking earlier about the name Nevaeh, and you were saying that there were a lot of Nevaehs in the classes that you teach. Mm-hmm. And I shared with you that at that time, when I was researching stories and understanding the early stages and some of the underlying causes of trafficking, a lot of that kind of right where I was in a rural environment where there's poverty and lack of opportunity and education Mm -hmm. isn't funded as well as it should be. And as you said, like it was a, you know, you have all these boom towns that um, have fallen on really hard times and there's a lot of addiction and stuff. And so I think that that's like, I really wanted to focus on that, which you'll see, you haven't seen the film yet, but when you see yeah. the film, I think you'll find a lot of connection with those elements. And it's one of the reasons I chose Gloucester as a friend of mine is a psychiatrist in a school and or associated with the school district. And he meets a lot of kids coming there and also the same with Athens County Children's Services. So they, and I, uh, I had spoken to one of the counselors there, and she said that Neveo is one of the most popular names of the yeah. country. Wow. Which is, it's a beautiful name, but associated with these experiences, it's really dark because it literally is heaven spelled backwards. And so when we were shooting in Gloucester, there were these two kids that just kept joining us and running around and checking out the camera and enjoying the whole experience. And we were like, you know what? We're just gonna shoot them as part of the experience. And so I went up to them and I asked them their name and in order to also ask them to introduce me to their guardians or their parents or whatever. And wouldn't you know it, her name was Nevea. <laughs> oh my God. Right in front of your mural. So, <laughs> and wow. so, of course, I just said, all right, introduce me to your mom and let's have this conversation because I'd love to put you in the film. And in the very last montage in the film where the girls are singing and we sort of get a moment to really think about what we just saw and how it affects us, there's a scene where the barber, in the barber shop, right across from your mural, actually, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of deep down, like you have to get, you have to cross the street and then go further past the lawn. Yeah, I think I remember he's gone now but he had a barbershop there um and that's where we shot so they're playing in front of the barbershop Nevea and her brother um and it's it's really wow. interesting how it all just came together there in Gloucester I thought it was a really appropriate place to shoot because of the richness of its history the pride that people have in the town 
but you wouldn't know it until you started to talk to people because it's in such a dismay. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. I worked at a drug and alcohol treatment center doing portraits of kids. And um, a lot of them came from Gloucester that I remember. Really? I I would love to see those portraits. And it would be great to involve some members of the community there in as the film starts becoming more and more available um, online. It's not child friendly because it's Mm -hmm. dark, not because of the abuse. There's no there's no visualized physical and sexual abuse in the film. Um, and that's because I didn't want, you know, my grandparents are all survivors of the Holocaust. Everyone above a certain age survived. And mm. they always said that Holocaust films just kill us over and over again on screen. And so I kind of yeah. took my heart and I was like, you know, nobody's going to be watching anything they shouldn't be in this film. So we just really look at the dark elements that aren't getting attention in this country in terms of, protecting our youth and that's the addiction and the lack of opportunity and um, the poverty and the yeah. cycle of violence for women in particular like you were saying like this 80 old 80 year old woman being taken by this man and if her mom didn't stand up there with a gun yeah who knows and then who what that leads her to do too to the next generation you know yeah but we loved your mural. I loved your mural. And I was so happy to show that side of the history, even very subtly through your work. Thanks. So thank you for that because it's just, there's so much joy in it and it seems to have stories layered into it, which you've just shared with us. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go visit the mural at all and just kind of hang out? Yeah, I, sometimes I visited every once in a while I run into people like there was a woman who worked in Walmart in the jewelry section and she um she was part of the meetings in the photo um where I got my photos from and um and she just was a wonderful person too I can't even think of her name but um, well that must be really nice when you go there I mean I know it must have been a real struggle to get it done yeah but in so many ways it contributes to a town that struggles and yeah well you know i i think i learned from well all my life i've wanted to have my art affect people affect them to bring them i guess to feel life itself you know and to experience I get because I practice and meditate, I really want people to feel themselves and love their life. And and I noticed that when I did portraits of the kids at Bassett House, um, what I did was I made copies, 30 copies, and the kids would carry them around all the time. And they sure. would write and they would write on the back. A message to whoever they were giving it to and some of the counselors said that was the only way they found out things about them they only wrote them in those and also I had to write treatment notes after doing the portrait and they would tell me more than they ever could find out because I was focused on them and giving them all this 100% attention drawing them and they would um, tell me so much and I could write it and they, the counselors said it helped them, you know, so I think art, 
Well, especially focused on portraits is a gift for uh, people to, it's just a mirror, you know, to, and I, every, some people said, oh, you always make people look better than they are. And I said, no, that's how I see them. That's what I see. You know, beautiful. I see this beautiful person and they would want me to paint them with Hulk Hogan or a motorcycle. And so or drawn. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. So what is Bassett? What is Bassett House? Bassett House is a um, drug and alcohol treatment center, part of health recovery services. And there's a women's program next door to it. And then I did both. I taught art um, kind of, well, I have a natural feeling for art therapy, but I've never trained. And so they had to have a counselor there, but I would do, I basically felt that if they made birdhouses that were beautiful, then they um, ha were happy and they gave it to their families. And so I liked being that link, you know, and then I liked, um, I liked drawing their portraits and talking to them and the only ones I couldn't draw very well were the ones who hated themselves. Like you could feel it. And um, they couldn't look at me. They couldn't sit still. Uh, so I, I, I just learned a lot about people doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's really the practice of seeing people and people feeling seen, you know, with any form of, you know, art therapy. I think if you had walked in there as a therapist, there might've been a little less of, there going to be more boundaries for them. Here's another professional coming in here and, you know, I'm sure mm -hmm. in their lives, they're just constantly meeting people coming into their homes, assessing their safety and so on. And here you yeah. you know, you're an artist and they can connect with you. And that's just really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, I don't know if you know this, um, especially since we haven't seen it yet, but the film doesn't have act professional actors in it per se. So the main characters are truckers and survivors of trafficking and sexual mm -hmm. abuse. And one of them had been very open about her experience, um, but to me, but did not come out with her story until after the film came out. But she, and she talks about this, her story is actually on how it turned out as well, Regina. And she talks about like as she was starting to act out these elements that came from some of the stories she sh she shared she was really starting to deal with some of it so i think that there really is something to be said about giving people art and an artistic experience to explore what they're going through my mom said this really beautiful thing to me uh it was during the vietnam war and i was really sad and i said I wanted a job because I could, didn't have a car. And mom said, Terry, you're an artist. You don't need to work in a factory. And wow. I said, oh, I want money. And so my, I did wind up having a teacher who taught me sign painting. And so I did become a professional sign painter too later on. But, um, but that's what got me money was painting signs in the area for chicken farms and cow farms and I grew oh. up in um, St. Rose, Ohio, a little small town. And, but moms, I said to mom, but with a war, I said, what good is an artist? And, um, or how would I make money as an artist? And she said, Terry, that those hardest times are the times we need artists the most. And so that stays with me, you know. Here's to your mom. What's her name? Marion. 
at Marion Ford Camp. Here's to Marion Ford Camp. That's really beautiful, Terry. I'm really enjoying getting to know you. I hope this is a to be continued. Yes, I do too. Thank All you. All right, Terry, Bye. take care. Bye. Yeah, thank, thank you so much.